I am Pastor Matt Koenig, and I want to welcome you to the Prince of Peace podcast, a podcast that is designated to growing disciples who go into this world, who grow other disciples, and live out the love of Jesus in the world. So today on the podcast, what I want to do is walk you through one of the teachings that I have learned and that many others have learned on making disciples and leaders in your congregation. And it's called the leadership or it's called the discipleship square. Now, to give you an idea what this is, first, I want to let you know that I'm going to put this shape and some teachings of it onto our webpage for this podcast. It's called uh, HTTPS colon backslash backslash popchurch.lispin.com. L-I-B-S-Y-N dot com. There will also be a connection to this on our website, Prince of Peace's website, pop.church slash groups, and you'll be able to find it there. So this square, I want you to imagine, if you don't have the paperwork in front of you, I want you to imagine a square, an actual square. All the sides are the same, all the sides, same shape, same length, right angles on each corner, and so on. When you look at this, you'll notice, I hope, that there are four corners on this or four lines on this, four sides, if you will, on this square. Now, why am I pointing this out? Because in order to go around this square with somebody else, it's going to take a lot of patience, a lot of faith, and most importantly, a lot of hand-holding as you go on. And so how we want to start this is I want to go and start it with Matthew 28, 16 through 20. There are several verses I want to walk through before we begin. The first one is, of course, Matthew 28, 16 through 20. It's the Great Commission, and it says this. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him. But some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. And I just want to pause here for a moment and listen to those words. God is commanding us to go. But he's not commanding us to go by ourselves. He's saying, go and make disciples. He's sending the disciples, the 11 that are there, to go and make other disciples. And he's not saying do it by yourself. He's saying go with someone else. And to make disciples, he's telling them, teach, baptize, and help. That's what he's telling them to do. And then I want to look at Philippians 4.9. It says, What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. The idea that I've taught you, now go do them. And finally, 1 Corinthians 11.1, it says, imitate me just as I also imitate Christ. Words from Paul to the people of Corinth. Do what I do because I do what Jesus did. So this idea that we are called to go and help others, this idea that we've been taught, we've learned, we've received, we've heard, and now we need to go practice this and do this for others. And it says, imitate me. I love 1 Corinthians 11 when imitate me just as I also imitate Christ. So what did Jesus do? Let's start right there. Jesus got to this earth 
And when he turned 30, he started his ministry and he started his ministry for three years and he walked with 12 men. 12 men he walked this world with intimately. Now, he was closest to them. Yes, there was the 72. Yes, there was the 5,000 at the feeding and so on and so forth. But we want to focus on these 12. These 12 that walked with him wherever they went and whatever he did, they were with him. Now, I want you to think about those guys for a second. These are not highly educated, college-bound men. In fact, the only disciple that we really know was probably smart or at least had some sense of, uh, of brain power, maybe. I don't want to put him down, but it, it is Matthew. I'm not pointing that out because my name is Matthew, but I'm pointing it out because all of these guys, most of them were fishermen and manual laborers. And yet Jesus used them and walked with them and taught them. Now, Christ is the great teacher, and these men went out then and taught others. And these uneducated men of the world went and discipled other people. So I want to start by saying that you too are a person who can do this. You too are a person who can walk out into the world and quite frankly, disciple others. It's not the knowledge that you have. It's not your understanding of scripture. It's not your understanding and memorization of Bible passages. It's the fact that you know who Jesus is and you want to walk with somebody through that. That's the discipleship part of this. If you want to flip this into a leadership square, well, then what you're doing is you are showing people how to lead by doing and showing. So, again, I want to go back to this whole idea of this square, okay? <clears throat> and I want you to take this top line of the square. So, you've got the square in front of you. I hope you've drawn it out or at least you're looking at it on the, the PDF that I provided you on the website. And on the top, you have L1 and D1 or, you know, leadership one, discipleship one, or however you want to look at this. And that top line, there's a statement there that says, I do, you watch. This is the part where there is high direction, high example, where there's person who you're discipling is oblivious to what is going on. This person is completely completely in the dark as to what you're asking them to do. I mean, think about Peter and what Jesus asked him to do. And he took him around this square probably a thousand times. But he told Peter, he says, I'm doing this and you're going to do it also. And so this is what's happening. Peter was oblivious to everything that was going on. He had no idea what was going to happen. And in this square, we see that happening also. You have a person. So let's say I am discipling a person by the name of Joe. Okay. Um, and, and I walk with Joe. And at this point, I'm saying, hey, Joe, I am going to show you what it means to disciple. And so I'm going to do, I'm going to have you watch me and we're going to walk together and do this. Now, walking together does not mean that you guys are in the same house. It doesn't mean that you necessarily have to be uh, in, in close proximity to each other all the time. What it means is, is that you are always modeling when you're around them what you're doing and you take time to be with them. That's what an intentional discipleship relationship looks like. So again, I go back to this and it's I do, you watch. So in other words, I, Matt, am going to do something and then Joe over here, he's going to watch me do it. Now, through the course of this time together, you're going to notice that Joe is going to be like, I got this. I got this. This is so easy. This is so simple. I can totally do this. 
I think back to when my father was teaching me carpentry and he would cut something on a saw or he would measure something out and he would cut it and he would say, okay, now you think you understand? And I'm like, dad, I got this. This is so easy. Yeah. You just, you just put the board down and you cut it. Yeah. And after I did that four times, he finally looked at me and he says, son, measure twice, cut once. And the idea was, is, is that I had no idea what I was doing, but I thought I did. And that's where this L2 side comes in. This idea of I do, you help. This is the part where somebody who you're leading is going to be like, I got this. I know what I'm doing. I, I don't need your help anymore. I'm totally comfortable with this. This is that college student moment where they're halfway through their college career and the teacher is telling them, okay, you need to know this and this and this. And they're like, I don't need to know it. I got this. I've already learned everything I need to know. I'm going to be a teacher. I'm going to, I love kids and I got to read a book. Okay, great. It's simple. Eh, there's a little more to it than that. But the idea, the idea is still sound in what we're talking about here. And this is a part where there is high imit Im imitation and high accessibility. In other words, the person who you are leading, that person is going to be imitating you, the disciple, or you, the leader, and you need to be accessible to them so they can ask you questions, so they can learn and they can grow as they move forward. This idea of you leading them is one where you're modeling and then they're going to go do it. And so this part right here becomes this amazing place where they learn, but also in the process of learning, they're going to understand that they don't know everything. And in fact, when they learn that they don't know everything, they're going to get really scared. And this is the point where people start to quit. In discipleship, if I'm discipling Joe and I'm saying, okay, Joe, we're going to go serve in this place or we're going to go do this or we have this person that we want to talk to about this or here's a scripture and, and I want you to learn this and memorize this and this is what Jesus is saying. All of a sudden, Joe may look at me and say, yeah, I can't follow this whole thing. This whole take up your cross and follow me thing. Yeah, this doesn't work for me. Why? Because it's too hard. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. They'll say it over and over and over again. I'm going to fail. There may be tears. There may be all of that kind of thing. It's like when you're trying to teach a child how to tie their shoe. It may take weeks for them to learn it. There may be tears and frustration. There may be anger. But in the end, they're going to get there. But you see, at the end of this, this second line here on the right, I want you to take your, your pen or your pencil, if you've got one, and in that bottom right-hand corner of the square, I want you to put a circle, okay? And this is the part where I say it's called the pit. I like to call it the oh crap stage. It's where you've realized finally that I can't do this, I'm not perfect, I don't know everything, and oh my goodness, this is going to be a lot harder than I thought. Now, you as the leader are going to have to get into the pit with them. You don't stand on the side and be like, here's a robe, climb out, it'll be great. That's not what this means. What it means is, is you put the rope down and then you climb down into the pit with them. That means that you hold their hand. That means that you help them walk through this. This means that you show them the way. It's going to take grace that you give this person. It's going to take time because they have to get through it. And it's going to take vision. It's going to take a part where you just say, I know this is tough now, but just look and see what's going to happen yet to come.
You see, this pit is a very scary place. And we all have been there at some point. My dad and I, as I said, we, he was teaching me carpentry. And I can remember I was building something. I think I was building a, a TV stand for college. And I can remember I cut a piece three, four, five different times and it wouldn't work. I just couldn't get it right. And I was finally fed up. And I can remember I took the board and I dropped it on the ground and I walked away. My dad goes, what are you doing? I said, I quit. I can't do this. I can't do it, dad. I don't know what I'm doing. And he's like, son, well, let's do it together. And sure enough, he literally took my arm. We didn't hold hands and skip, but he took my arm and he walked me back over to the workbench and he said, okay, what are you measuring? And I'd measure and I'd tell him what I was doing and what I was thinking and how I was going to do it. And he would look at me and he'd say, that's great. Now, imagine, look, think, and try. Now, when you do this, that person in the pit, once you help them, and this takes a big heart, a lot of patience, and a lot of care, and a lot of grace because they are going to fail, you have to look at them and say, it's okay. It's all right. I'm here to help. I'm going to take care of you. And in that part where they're in that pit, you're going to have to be the caregiver, that person that reaches out like Jesus would and pick them up. If you remember the story of Jesus and Peter, I love to use Peter on the leadership square, but Peter gets out of the boat, right? You remember when Jesus was walking on the water and he's standing up and he's walking on the water towards the boat and they thought he was a ghost. And sure enough, it was Christ walking towards him. And Peter says, I'm going. He's in that I do you watch sort of stage. He's watching Jesus walk out. And then all of a sudden he's, I'm doing you help. And Peter's like, I'm going for it. I, I know Jesus is there. I've got him. I've got him. I'm going to do this with him. I have to go to my savior. And then he hits the pit. Remember, he starts sinking. And he realizes that there's water everywhere and there's wind and there's storm and it's scary. And he just doesn't know what to do. And that's when Jesus reaches his hand down into the pit, into the water, pulls Peter up and takes him back. Now, the interesting thing of this is, is every time I've seen this or listened to this or thought of this story, I always think of Jesus not only reaching his hand out and helping Peter up, but Peter walking on the water back to the boat. You see, that's, that's stage three. That's L3. That's D3 area. That's the you do, I help. You see, Peter was sinking. Jesus picked him up out of the pit. It's okay, Peter. Dusts him off, dries him off. It's okay, Peter. Let's walk back. And sure enough, what I imagine is Peter walking, Jesus with his hand on his back and a hand on his arm, and Peter is walking on the water back to the boat. You see, in this place, there is high discussion where you're talking and this person is learning and they're accepting that it's okay to fail and it's okay to try and it's okay to struggle. It's okay to throw spaghetti at the wall and if something sticks and or doesn't stick, it's okay. You see, this is growing competence. This person is finally learning what it means to be a disciple. They're learning what it means to do something. They're learning what it means to grow as a child of God. And then there's intermittent confidence. 
You can see this person where they're going to walk into some place and they're going to do because they have the confidence that they're going to do it. They have that story that they're going to share. They have that 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 idea that is running through their mind. These things are what they're going to share and walk with and go with. That's that's stage three of this. And it's a beautiful thing. It's that child who finally tied their shoe for the very first time and is like, I did it. I, I can do this. Or they're right in the middle of tying it and you see them make the first loop and they make the second loop and they pull it through and they're like, I got this. I know. I, I think I know what I'm doing. And you're cheering for them and you're excited and you're telling them, yeah, great. Now, now, you, do, now you do this. Now you do this. And they're asking questions. That's what this looks like. And then you make this turn into the final stretch, this L4D4 stage, this you do, I watch. This this is the beautiful part. This is where your heart gets overjoyed and you just want to cry because you know it's so amazing. It's this place where there's low direction. You as the leader don't have to direct them anymore. You don't have to tell them what to do because they're already doing it. And there's high consensus. You guys are agreeing to what to do next. They're agreeing with you. You're agreeing with them. There is no fighting. There is no discussion because you're both on the same page doing the same thing for the same reasons. You see this stage right here, this stage of competence, this stage of discipled means that they have figured it out and are ready to go. And that's what the last part is. In that upper left-hand corner, where the two corners meet, I want you to put a star there, if you would. And that star, I want you to put the word go. Because at that point, what you're doing is you're telling them, now you go and do likewise. Just as Paul said to the, to, uh, to the people of Corinth, you know, I did what Jesus taught me. Now I'm telling you to do what I do because I did what Jesus did. Yeah, that was a lot of dids and do's and whatever's. But I think you're following the train of thought here. We're sending Jesus or Jesus sent us to do this. And now we're sending someone else. Just like I learned from my father how to do carpentry, so too I'm teaching my girls to do carpentry who will hopefully eventually teach one of their children to do carpentry as well. Friends, this idea of this leadership, this idea of growing in discipleship, this idea of growing and walking people around this square are beautiful because you can watch them grow. You can watch them be discipled. You can watch them be a leader and then you send them off. That doesn't mean you don't stay with them and check in on them and you're not accessible to them. But what it means is, is that you're there to help. You're there to watch and you're there to help them learn. Friends, there is a lot to this. And as I said before, I'm going to put a PDF of this on our website. You can get to it at Pop Church. Dot Lipson.com. That's P O P C H U R C H dot L I B S Y N dot com. And you'll be able to see this paperwork and then kind of follow through what I've talked about. I want to let you know that this is not a simple process. Tying a shoe may be a day or two. Some of these discipling things may be years in the making. It took me four years to be a teacher and I still wasn't ready when I graduated. It took me three years to be a DCE, and I still wasn't ready when I graduated. It took me three years to be a pastor, and I still wasn't ready when I graduated. And I'm 
not quite sure if I'm ready now. But the idea is, is I still have somebody who's walking me around this square and helping me. And we all go through this square, whether we are the leader or we're being discipled. And trust me when I say, we are all leading someone and we are all being led by someone at all times. Friends, God bless you as you lead. God bless you as you disciple. And God bless you as you walk with Christ in life and as you help others walk with him. This has been the Prince of Peace podcast. We invite you to subscribe to this podcast if you enjoyed what you heard and share it with your friends so that they may learn as well. May God bless your day and smile. Jesus loves you.